Playoffs. I need ten more yards from this guy too. From who? Kraft. Okay. All the Packers were at like twenty yards. It was crazy, dude. How yeah. Many, how many yeah. guys are in this parlay? Huh? How many? Five. Five. Yeah, five. Five player parlay. I need eleven more completions from Jordan Love too. At this rate, that might be a problem. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> the way go. this game script's going, dude. Fourteen nothing. Love to see it. I love to go. see it too for our other one, go. at least. All right. Well, welcome, welcome back to Around the Cooler, the postseason fantasy football podcast. Oh yeah, baby. I'm your boy D. What up, Frank? I'm here, man. Brady, how you doing? What's up, dude? This I'm is here. like four weeks in a row that we got all three of us together. When's yeah. the last time we recorded? Feels like it's been a while. I we recorded we last week. Did we? Yeah, yeah. I think it's been like ten days. There, that sounds maybe more right. 10, oh yeah, yeah because yeah, yeah. we waited for the weekend. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The fantasy season is over, but the show must go on. We have a special episode for you guys. We've kind of been teasing this for a while. You know, being a new football podcast, we want to kind of take a little bit of a different approach and just kind of call it out. Call it how it is. Like, tell us our hits. Tell you where we got wrong. Romeo Dobbs. That's a hit, baby. That's a hit. <laughs> We're recording this on a Sunday. We got the Packers Cowboys game on. We also have a massive parlay. Seven leg, yeah. four units. And this is one of them. This yes. is so much that this if we win, we're going to have to pay taxes. This is probably. <laughs> <laughs> this is, yes. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. uh, like this you, might actually cost us money. Yeah. 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 So. But we're, this episode, we're going to talk about basically what we got right and what we, what we got wrong this season. You know, so we're not afraid to tell you that we fucked up. And we're not afraid to shove our middle fingers in your face and tell you when we got it right. That's yep. right. But we got the playoffs going on right now. We uh, we saw the Dolphins get rolled last night. I think the biggest surprise for most of our friends, except Frank and I, was probably that Texans-Browns game. Yep. C.J. Stroud, was that was probably the first game I sat down and watched him play from start to finish. He it was perfect. He looked amazing, dude. So the most interesting thing about that game is that Cleveland was favored two and a half going into that game, and they were away. So that means if they were at home, they would have been like a four and a half, five point favorite. That's fucking bananas to me. I thought that was easy reads, though. I'm like, team at home, hot quarterback. Fucking, they're giving they're giving him two and a half points. That's easy money. The number one defense in the league. A rookie has never beaten the number one defense in the league, and he ripped through them. Like a hot knife through butter, dude. Dude. He is I've never witnessed a rookie quarterback have such great poise, accuracy, and just just phenomenal touch on all of his balls, dude. I'm trying to think of the last rookie quarterback that took his team from last to first. Maybe Matt Ryan. I have no idea, dude. I think Matt Ryan that year took his team to eleven and five and then went to the playoffs. I couldn't tell you. But, but he was I mean, look out for the Texans, dude, because they're going to be a problem for years to oh, come. Oh, hell yeah. And this team, maybe, dude. The Pack? Yeah. The pack looking the good. The way that they're moving Dude, right I now. told you. They're, they're the Pack-Texans future rivalry, bro. Future Super Bowl matchups in the works. J-Love versus CJ. Could you imagine if that ends up being the Super Bowl, the Packers versus the fucking Texans? That would be rad. That would be dope. I'd be into it. I yeah. am a little disappointed that we're not going to get the degenerate Super Bowl, the Browns versus the Lions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would have been cool. <laughs> imagine the bet on that, dude, <laughs> before the season started. But we got the Packers rolling the Cowboys right now. 
The Bills game got moved. Womp. But we're taking the Bills on that one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Bills under 37, too. Lions, Rams. I think, to me, that's the game of the week. Toss-up. Toss-up. Big toss-up. go up anywhere. For West Coast boys, though. So. Oh, yeah. I definitely think it's going to end up being a three-point game. Last team with the ball is going to end up winning. I just love Hopefully it's Stafford staff return. infection, bro. Are they playing? They're playing in Detroit, They're right? playing in Detroit, dude. Fuck. When's the last time Detroit had a playoff game? I don't think any of us were 30 born. 30 years ago, dude. I don't think any of us were born. Wow. We were all four years old. Oh, so we were born? Yeah, we were born. Wow. It was so 30 years ago. Interesting note, since it's Stafford versus um, Goff. Goff. Um, Stafford's never won a playoff game. What? That's or like, or I'm sorry, while he was in Detroit, he never won a playoff game. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. weird. Yeah, that's what I meant. No, won yeah, Super Bowl? yeah. He won a Super Bowl. <laughs> that's <laughs> what I was getting at. But yeah. But okay. <laughs> so I don't think he's going to, I don't think that changes. He's going to go back to Detroit and lose again. <laughs> oh, so do you think the Lions have it? I think so, man. I hope Ooh, not, dude. Man. I mean, I, I just think they have a better them. team. I want the Rams. They have I a better just, team, I think. I just always like to watch Sean McVay lose. If the Rams could get past the Lions... I think they could make a Super Bowl run. Like if they beat the Lions, I'll put money on them to get to the Super Bowl. I don't know, man. I think the I think the road goes through San Francisco, sadly. But the Niners can't beat the Lions, beat the Rams in the playoffs, mm. dude. That's a good point. Like historically, like the Niners have always been a game away. Yeah. And they can't get past the Rams for some reason. McVay just owns Kyle. He owns stock in that team, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little nervous about the Eagles. They're banged up. I know we took them to win, but... They'll be all right, dude. I'm not too worried about that game. It's this is the game I'm worried about the most. It's interesting how the last two um, the last two teams that went to the Super Bowl, the Chiefs and Philly, are like following similar game scripts. Like they're both struggling and stumbling into the playoffs, you know? Yeah. Yep. The with rain the exception of the Chiefs end, winning yesterday. They look sharp. But um, in, a bad, in a bad weather game. Yeah. Allegedly. Oh, oh my baby. God! What a play oh off God. his back foot to some no name. Jay Love for all our listeners out there. Jordan Love just hit um, Dontavian Wicks. Dontavian Wicks for like a what is that twenty five yards? Yeah, twenty five, twenty six. Dave yards. picked Absolute, up that guy and started him one week. Beautiful ball Under floater pressure back foot floater dude. floater into the end zone. I would have loved oh, for that God. to have been Reed. Was that Stephon Gilmore too? That's QB one, bro. dude. Stephon Gilmore. Jordan Love the future. Stephon Gilmore, you're he's a top ten quarterback. Jordan, you know Jordan Love is a top ten quarterback mm-hmm. for fantasy football. This yeah, year. he finished yeah. number five. Yep, yep, still top five. Yep, top five, top ten. Wow, please oh carry this God, into the next missed. season, bro. <laughs> Damn it, that's that's the all the Cowboys need to. That's the parlay. To oh, are you fucking kidding <laughs> me, dude? How do you to guys change it, that? dude? Oh my God. Let's get on to some news. Yeah, let's do it, dude. You know the season isn't exactly over, but we are seeing a little bit of a coaching carousel. Some big, big coaching names have moved on. Starting with the biggest, I'd say, arguably the greatest NFL coach we've witnessed in our lifetimes, Bill Belichick. He is officially parting ways from the New England Patriots. As of recording this, we don't really know where he's going to go, but he has a long list of suitors already. And apparently the Patriots already tapped Gerard Mayo as the replacement. What are you guys' thoughts on this? I think Gerard Mayo was probably recommended by Belichick as the replacement because he's been there for a little bit. He was a linebacker. And they drafted him, homegrown yep. talent, basically. They're new. Yep. Going to be gonna be fine. I was a little shocked, though, that Vrabel didn't enter the discussion at all. Me, too. That's I thought I that, too. Saying. Yeah, I was I like, that too. he was going to be penciled maybe in. Just, just they that's, just that's, not, that's not a knock on Mayo. It's just I found it very interesting that. Maybe they just thought that highly of Mayo that they yeah. like, you know. 
Yeah, maybe. But um, it sounds like this succession planning has been in the works for at least a season. Yeah, two. probably. Right. I think the big thing about Belichick, man, is that we're probably never going to see another coach do what he did. I mean, there's been maybe Joe Walsh is probably the last coach that did something similar with the Niners. But other than that, like, hell of a hell of a run by Belichick. Yeah. So, do you think he wins another Super Bowl? I think he has the ability to do it, man. But like we know, it takes a little bit more than just a good coach to win a Super Bowl, bro. You got to get a little lucky. You got to get a fucking good quarterback, and and you just need like shit to go your way to win a Super Bowl. Sometimes, so there's a lot of teams that need coaches. Yeah, it sounds like the Commanders already kind of came out and said like they're not going to pursue him, which is kind of surprising to me. I don't think it's that surprising, dude. You got to remember it's Belichick. So anywhere he goes, he's going to want total control. And a lot of these owners aren't willing to fucking do that. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. So I agree. I think that's why when all maybe like there were, were some rumblings with Belichick going to the Chargers. No way, dude. Spanos ain't going to fucking let that fly. Oh, 100%. Yeah. That's why so. he worked so well in New England. Robert Kraft didn't yeah. want to do anything. Because Robert Kraft did what he, he's supposed to do. He's an owner. He wrote the checks, bro. Exactly. That's uh, all you need to do, bro. Don't know, you don't dude. need to get your hands involved. Exactly. Look at Jerry but, Jones. But yeah. Spanos is fucking kinda... Look at Jerry Jones right now, dude. <laughs> But Spanos is kind of the same though. He's they're the Spanoses are known for being fairly hands off. Their problem is they're just cheap. That's why he's never going to become the coach of the team because he's going to request he's going to require what twenty mil a year to coach a team, and the Spanoses won't go over what fifty thousand a year, dude. Yeah, uh, we're asking. <laughs> they want the minimum salary threshold yeah. in the state of California. No, yeah, because they have to pay all those taxes. Yeah. Too. Yep. <laughs> Although I will say they did come out in an interview and kind of point out like listen you guys think we're cheap fucks we're not that fucking cheap like they have the third highest salary in the league they just spent like a billion dollars on some new facility so but there's an argument against that the padres did the same shit but then there's like you have to you have to maintain a certain level of like financial expectation year in and year out teams like the chargers the padres they don't that's why the padres immediately shipped out juan soto this last year because they're like yeah even though we have the third best he went to new york that's right. So I'm just saying, like, I'm just trying to make a comparison to another franchise that I would consider similar. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, you may have the third highest highest payroll this year, but you can't maintain that for the next five years like other teams can, like the Raiders and shit like that. Yeah. So, well, they're going to have to put their money where their mouth is. So, yes, bro, you are cheap fucks. You went big this <laughs> year, but I know you're in the debt. You're in the hole for the next five. So <laughs> <laughs> let's go, baby. So speak. So we're going to stay on the charges and let's do a couple coaching predictions. Like, who do you think will be the next head coach of the Chargers? Well, I'll say this. All the – all the, uh, I don't know who the next coach of the Chargers is going to be, but I don't think it's Harbo. I think that's too obvious. And I also think Harbo is going to want, very similar to Belichick, total control. He needs to work with the GM, who he's going to get along with. If you guys remember, in, in San Francisco, he did not get along with Jed York at all. So that's an issue right there. He's, he's going to need to bring – if he does go to the Chargers – it's going to be his guy who is the GM. So I think whoever the Chargers hire at GM is going to be very telling of who the next coach will be if they decide to hire the GM first. I don't know if they're going to go GM well, first or, co- or coach first. I don't first. think they Actually, will. Actually, to, to prove your point, they probably hire Harpaw first, and then they're like, who should we get as a GM? Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I could see that, dude. Like, so. I think Harbaugh just strikes me as like this socially awkward guy, dude. He, like he, he he like just needs like things his way. He looks like he's a hard ass, dude. He he well he is a he hard is. ass. He's an old school guy. Yeah. And so yeah. like I will say this, dude. I think what uh note about Harbaugh 
I think that Harbaugh may be the best coach for the Chargers, but I don't think he's the best coach particularly for Justin Herbert, if that makes sense. I agree with that. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay, I cool. was actually kind of talking about that on our group chat. Do you yeah. Think? I think so, Justin Herbert needs that similar type that we see with like um, the young offensive coordinator that gets promoted to head coach and the young up-and-coming QB relationship type deal that we see. So Sean McVay, I don't know. There's like a bunch of those examples out there. So who do you think is the head coach, Brady? You know, I would not be shocked if you guys plucked the Lions OC. Okay. Ben Johnson. What about you, Frank? My head says it's going to be an offensive coordinator, but my gut tells me it's we're going to try to go after Harbaugh for the leadership quality yeah does that make sense i'm with you i think it's going to be i think harbaugh will be their first choice it's just going to be a matter if they're going to want to pay what he's going to ask right because he's michigan, be michigan wants to keep him and there's already like what at least 10 million a year on the table he's not going back to michigan dude like all the writings on the wall for him to leave. If he was going back to Michigan, he would already said he's going back so to Michigan. So then, if that's the case, then they're going to. And he's already done everything he's needed to. Uh, uh, that's right. the, yeah, that's the next point, dude. Like he's already done everything he's needed to there. He stayed there longer yep. than what most people yeah, anticipated been, because he probably wanted to win that national championship jobs for at least two or three years now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's definitely coming to the NFL, bro. It's just a matter of which team he's going to go to. Well, I do think the Chargers are going to push hard for them. I mean, as of yesterday. We've already locked up an interview where the first team he's going to talk to. Right. You know, the rumblings are there's significant mutual interest on both sides. And I think the Chargers need a coach like Harbaugh, like Belichick, like Mike Rabel. They need, as much as I agree with you, they need a good offensive mind for their quarterback. Mm -hmm. They need a leader. And Harbaugh is a leader. He's a leader and he wins everywhere. And even though he's more old school, he is a great offensive mind. In the NFL, like that was his calling card. I mean, he took Colin Kaepernick to a Super Bowl. The guy is a fucking one-read quarterback. Dude. As soon as Colin Kaepernick, as soon as Harbaugh left, the guy couldn't even stay in the league. Dude. He's a one-read and run guy, and he almost won a Super Bowl with him. So, not only did he take that team to the Super Bowl, but I don't know if you guys remember, but this was back in the day when I was still pulling for the Niners. But he took he he stepped into a three and thirteen team and yep and completely them. turned them around the Flipped very it. first season the very first season Stanford had one win yep same thing with Stanford yeah he flipped them yep same thing with Stanford the man's a proven winner yes he's a hard ass <clears throat> but I subscribed to the Athletic Daniel Popper I know you're listening he's a beat writer <laughs> for the Chargers and he kind of said it best because he's in the locker room he's interviewing these guys so he's there during oh my oh, god let's go, the baby. another pick another pick oh, oh my another, god we're breaking this live we're breaking this live right now that's a pick six oh my god let's oh my go. god Darnell Savage took it to the house playoff Cowboys playoff Dak is in the building baby in the building it's a blowout <laughs> it's a blowout it's a hit boy say with me it's a hit it's a hit Easy, brother. it's a fucking hit brother it's a fucking hit brother we hey, need two more quarters yeah we do it's come on we need two hit, more quarters dude. it ain't <laughs> over until there's zeros on the clock. congratulations Cowboy fan you just spent four thousand dollars on nothing dude, dude. my buddy Ben just fucking lit his fucking house on fire. I guarantee you. Dude. Let's fucking go. <laughs> Jacob in our league also lit his house on fire. Oh, he probably walked out, saw the nearest bum, and just cut his throat, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's a hit, bros. This is a hit. Jesus Christ. Let's <laughs> fucking go. Anyways, as I was saying, I think Harbaugh's the guy. 
I think Harbaugh's. I think Harbaugh's the guy. We'll see. Yeah. They need it. We'll find they out. They need him. I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, commanders. I think the Commanders are going to go hard. Hard at Harbaugh. I think they're going to go hard after the Lions head coach. Campbell? No, sorry. The, the offensive, offensive coach. Oh, see? Ben Johnson? Ben Johnson. Yeah. I think yeah. Ben Johnson is the answer for the Lions there. But, okay, so that, to me, that would be like under the assumption that they draft a quarterback, though. Because I don't feel like Ben Johnson would go to coach Sam Howell, dude. Oh, they're going to draft a quarterback. Yeah, the yeah, situation yeah. there is way different than the Chargers because, like, we were talking in our group chat, and D, you brought this up, that yet that's basically if they're writing blank checks there and you're starting from ground zero. Yes. So you got to have a coach that has, one, the patience to do it. I don't know if, like, a hot, young, up-and-coming OC is willing to come up and be like, I'm going to take a fucking 12-loss record right off the rip, you know? Yes. Or well, is a more established guy willing to be – to rebuild. I don't know. That's so, just an interesting. So Ben Johnson's already flexing his leverage. He's already come out and said he's going to he's going to demand at least 10 mil a year to be a head coach of a team. Wow. That's pretty ballsy, Ben Johnson. So he basically wrote off almost half the teams that are available, you know. But I feel like the commanders, like you said, they are writing blank checks up checks over there. They got a ton of cap space mm-hmm. and he's going to get to pick and the his second pick. Yeah, he's going to get to pick his quarterback. It's probably going to be well, I don't know. The he might, they might have the pick of the litter because the bi- the Bears might do something crazy and fucking draft Mar- Marvin Harrison Jr. So you think it could be Harbaugh? I think it could be Harbaugh. Brady, what are you thinking? The Commanders? Yeah. I think I think Ben Johnson makes sense there. So I can see ben that. Johnson. But, I mean, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if Ben Johnson's the guy with the Bolts either. So, I mean... I don't know. I, it's I almost think like the I two think th- any like non-established head head coach right now, like if you're not going after that guy, Ben Johnson's the guy you want. Yeah, I think that's like a foregone conclusion. So I think the two most attractive destinations are the Commanders and the Chargers because the Commanders are blank checks. Chargers are Justin Herbert. Yes. So the charge any coach that goes to the Chargers could make the playoffs immediately. Right. So the flip coin to that is the opposite candidate. So if it's like it's probably Harp Harpaugh. I don't know if Bill Belichick is probably more attractive to either of those based on what we were just talking about. So I think it's either Harbaugh or Ben Johnson to either, and then the opposite goes to the other team. Yeah. What about Seattle? And we haven't even touched on the so, fact that Pete Carroll is available. Yeah. Seattle it sounds like, you know, at coach. least to him, it wasn't by his choice. Is the guy that we just interviewed. I could see Todd Monkin going there. Interesting. I think that's Quinn's. You think that's Quinn's? Ooh, yeah. yeah, I think Quinn's going back, dude. He's been there. Yeah, Quinn's going back. Ooh, I yeah. think that's his job, no doubt. That was his Legion of Boom, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. He was the he oversaw the Legion of Boom, bro, and I just think that makes too much sense, dude, to I'm not go you. back there for him. I'm with you on that one. Yeah. You think Todd Monken? Though? Todd Monken makes I sense think, there. I think they're drafting a quarterback too. Oh yeah, Seattle. Mm-hmm. They have to. Oh yeah, Gino. Ain't yeah, done, dude. I mean, Gino had his one year of. Oh my God! And now he did exactly what we thought. We did Gino things. <laughs> Let's go. Looks like Gino. Yeah. Atlanta. I think Atlanta's a dark horse for Belichick. Dude, I saw that too. I I can't see it, man. There's rumble. I can't really see it, but like, it's just my gut. They are a quarterback away from winning that division. Here's a super dark horse. Yeah, I feel like Belichick can go over there. Like, yeah, I could win this division. Immediately. And but uh, Belichick, what he will do is go out and go fucking get just like a veteran quarterback and win it with whomever. Russell Wilson. Here's dude. Here's, oh man, that's here's that's a super big. super dark horse for Atlanta. You guys ready for this? Nick Saban. 
No. <laughs> Nick Saban leaving Alabama, who historically has great defenses and talented playmakers. That sounds a lot like Atlanta. Also, what's right next to Alabama? Atlanta. You wouldn't have to go very far. Georgia. <laughs> Georgia. That's correct. Okay. You wouldn't have to go very far. I don't think Saban wants to hang it up. I think Saban got fucked by the new NIL rules. And now that the even or the the field is level playing, he's like, well, fuck, if I can't get the players I want, I'm going to fucking dip. I think that's what fucking happened, bro. I don't think he's retired at all. I think he wants to play for the NFL. Atlanta is a Nick Saban spot, bro. Okay. So Bray's going Nick Saban. I think Belichick. Eileen Belichick. Who is too. the NFL Nick Saban? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like. I feel like the Titans are going to hire the Ravens. Todd Monken? No, the defensive guy. The, Ra- uh, the Titans feel um, very much like a... Or Steve Wilkes, man. They feel like a very like hard-nosed team. Steve Wilkes would be a good landing spot yeah. there, too. Yeah, I feel like even though, yes, I, you should hire an offensive coach for the for your young quarterback. Fuck Will Levis. They don't care. What young quarterback, <laughs> dude? <laughs> they don't have one. Seriously, bro. Yeah, they don't have one. Panthers... Who cares? They'll still be trash next year. <laughs> They're Who the Clippers, cares? dude. <laughs> Hire whatever you want. Draft whatever you want. And You're it the sounds Panthers. like the Raiders are going to get uh, Pierce. Pierce back. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I heard that. He got uh, he's Atlanta requested a head mm-hmm. interview. Yes. No, he's he's making the rounds. He interviewed oh, with dude, the everybody wanted to Good for him, bro. I'm happy for him, dude. I do think, though, that is the best. I hate to say it as a Charger fan. Um, Antonio Pierce on the Raiders is a very Raiders thing. Like he just embodies yeah. what that yeah. franchise is. He's a South is. Central boy, dude. He's from Compton. Yeah. yeah. He, just, he wants to fits. smoke cigars, win games, and tell you your ass to your <laughs> face, dude. Like respect. <laughs> Let's oh, crack him. Oh, what are we cracking him to? To win an eight to season one, dude. Dude, yeah, to the, the, the end of season one. To the end of season one. Yep. This was fun, boys. Oh, Can't yeah. wait for next season. Damn, that was the slowest crack I've ever heard, Daniel. I love it. Struggling over there, dude. Uh, I'm not going to lie. The tab kind of split. Ooh. (laughs) I had to really put my thumb in that one. Yeah. So like I said in the beginning of the episode, we're going to talk about what we got right and what we got wrong. So let's start with what we got right. Dude, no, we should start with... No, yeah, we should start with what we got right. Because what we got wrong is hilarious. Yeah, I was going to say, what we got wrong is the best part, dude. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Brady, you want to kick it off, dude? Yeah, bro. It looks like you said that DeAndre Swift would lead the backfield in Philly. And it turns out that that guy was the guy. He had 229 attempts, over 1,000 yards, and six total TDs. That's not the count, or that's not even factoring in the passing work he also received in that backfield. DeAndre Swift, bro. The guy in Philly. ATC hit. He could have had more if they wouldn't have came up with the... Make sure you thank D. The tush push. Because oh, yeah, that's true. He that's basically would get them to the one. Oh my god! Can you imagine how many touchdowns that Jay, guy could have? Can you imagine have? having DeAndre Swift on your fantasy team and yeah. just being pissed off Live every it, Jason Live Kelsey it. mentioned it. I think in their podcast that we're not going to mention. I think he mentioned he got knifed like seven or eight touchdowns. Oh, yeah. easily, dude. Yeah, and this was kind of a a ballsy play because prior to the season starting, they made that trade for him on draft day, but then they also brought in Rashad Penny. Yeah. No, Did you so take into any account that he's from Philly? I had no idea. I oh, knew he was. I heard about that. I still was like, you're DeAndre Swift. I'm bro. a believer in that, like the hometown thing where you 
perform better yeah, when you're at, I think so. you're comfortable sure. and you're around familiar setting. Absolutely. Yeah. And I so. think the biggest thing for him was he stayed healthy. Yeah. Yes. Now he's not, he's not, he doesn't have the ceiling that we thought he was going to have when he was with the Lions initially because Jalen Hurts is knifing those goal line touches and Philadelphia consistently rotates the backs. But for what we were talking about, what we got right, what we got wrong, we said that he was going to lead the backfield. Yep. And we hit. Yeah. Because Rashad Penny during draft season was very was much a late round flyer. And he was apparently going into week Rashad one. Rashad Penny. STSU. Great. The, the star. The starter. And then he just ended up, I think he was a DNP the first week. Yeah. What's DeAndre Swift doing getting preseason week one reps, dude? Yep. That's concerning. Yeah. <laughs> but. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell of a hit, though. Next one. Let's go. Jordan. Rookie. Yep. Jordan Addison. We said he's going to be a solid wide, wide receiver three with low-end wide receiver two upside. That's pretty much what he was. And we nailed it. Yep. Dude, seriously, spot on. He wide receiver finished, 23. He finished wide receiver 23. And he kind of had a, a weird up-and-down season. I don't know if we could truly say like what he's going to be yet because he lost Justin Jefferson, mm-hmm. which kind of thrusted him into And he got a little banged up. Lead guy. He got a little banged up. He lost his quarterback. Yep. So between losing his quarterback, Kirk Cousins, and losing his running mate, Justin Jefferson, he kind of got forced to be the guy, but he didn't have a competent quarterback throwing to him. But amongst all that, he still had some massive games Yeah, and finished wide receiver 23. I was going to say, he had that one Thursday night game where he had, I don't remember the exact stat line, over 200 yards and three touchdowns. And that's like, those types of moments with rookie receivers especially, you're like, damn, he's got it you know what i'm saying he has yes. the ability to do it yes. so that was exciting to see we also said that d hop should be a dynasty sell and for the most part i think we got this one right you know he only had 75 receptions he did barely break a thousand yards and had seven tds but he was very very inconsistent he was not the guy and he only really he came was. on when levis was in there dude he yeah that's what dead. i was gonna say yeah he was a dead man walking with yeah. Hill, and even when when levis came in he i think it was three weeks of wide receiver two production and then it just kind of fell off again yeah. right so oh, yeah yeah it was he was basically a splash game here or there there was that le- the levis debut mm-hmm. you know where three he touchdowns three touchdowns and that's pretty much all that he did and the Cowboys are desperate. They're going for it on the one-yard line. Two seconds left. If they I get mean, in here, I'm a little take, nervy, dude. Not yeah, because it's a double dip because they yep. come back out with the ball in the second. That, half. and it helps build momentum. You need to stop. This come is, on, boys. If they get in, this is a problem. Damn oh, it. that's light work. That's this all right. That's is, all right. This is uh, very reminiscent of the Chargers getting up on the Jacksonville, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bro, my but favorite reel of all time is, have you seen that reel of that guy who wakes up? He bet on that game. Yes, Have you guys dude, seen that? Dude? Oh, oh my god, out. dude! It popped up today. Dude. Yeah, and he's like, "Because yeah. today's the anniversary oh of, the, of the of the comeback." <laughs> yep, that is the funniest video, dude. <laughs> I will say though, I mean, if we're talking about that that comeback, it's the Chargers. It one. is the Chargers. Yeah, and, and they, Brandon Staley's a jackass. And they covered, <laughs> <laughs> which is all we need, which baby. Is all yeah. We need baby. Go. <laughs> but um, so moving on. This one we nailed right on the money. Oh, money in the bank. Your boy, Frank. Want to take this one? Oh, yeah, dude. Jalen Hurts checked in at the end of the season as QB2 overall. And we said he would finish there, and he finished exactly there. Yes. 356 fantasy points. 15 rushing touchdowns, bro. 
16 rushing touchdowns. That is ridiculous. Dude. How many of those came at the one? I'd be interested to see oh, that. Oh, probably nine. 15. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, this kind of, like, goes back to our point of talking about um, DeAndre Swift. Like, imagine if he would have just got five more touchdowns. He would probably be top five running back. So. And this is why dual-threat quarterbacks are fantasy. Mm-hmm. Gold, and if you're from an NFL standpoint, Jalen Hurts does not look that good. No, he does no. not. No, the Eagles are a fucking mess right now. They're oh, they're a, huge, a disaster, they're a dude. Dumpster fire going to the playoffs, but they're going to win tomorrow. I don't baby. give a shit if the man's throwing for only 200 yards, but he's rushing for 50 with two touchdowns on the ground. Dude, he did regress from a passing perspective, but what buoyed him was those 15 touchdowns on the ground. Yes. Yeah, his legs. He's so, still using his legs. So I love it. He fell to me in our dynasty startup at five. Take that shit to the bank, baby. Absolutely. And, you know, when we did our QB rankings, we said he was number two. And we said that because we felt he had an extra gear. We just just didn't expect him to drop one gear and then go up two in the rushing game. That's very true. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I think this was probably one of the best things we got right. We said Rashad White was going to be a breakout candidate, and he did break out. Drafted in the middle to late rounds, and the man finished running back four overall. This is a fantasy football diamond this is what we're always looking for in our later rounds and he propelled a lot of people to through the playoffs and probably lost a lot of leagues in the finals because <laughs> he didn't show up <laughs> yeah but rb4 overall he was buoyed by his passing work which was his calling card coming out right brady mm-hmm. that's right school frank oh i have no Come idea on, man. Shot. yeah you do mm-hmm. we've done this before we've asked you this one before have we yeah man yes, we have west coast school We've been there to party we a few party times. There all the time, back in the day. We've party there a lot, actually. ASU. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude. <laughs> if you said U of A, I would have lost it. Uh, he's all mm, Northern Arizona University. Of <laughs> all, <laughs> South Colorado State. Oh, Cal State Fullerton, <laughs> bro. What? <laughs> I don't know where he's doing. Do they even have a football team? No, nah, they don't. So. No. But, but their uh, baseball team is stacked oh, every yeah. year, dude. Rashad White, 64 receptions, 549 receiving yards. The hope for him, I think, is for him to remain the guy next season. I You got to hope, if you're an, a dynasty owner of Rashad White, that Tampa doesn't bring in another back. Because just as a pure running back standpoint, like he was not that great running in between the tackles. He I was only averaged 3.6 a clip. I thought yeah. you were going to say quarterback, bro. I think that's the bigger thing. If they bring in another quarterback, that's... That would be another crazy. story. But yeah. Baker, I think, throws to his backs more than any other QB yes. in the league, dude. Baker so checks down. he's going to always feed him the rock, dude. So Baker that's always going to make Rashad relevant. One of two things. He wants to go deep or he's going to take <laughs> yeah. he's going to take it out. He's going 50 or five every that's time. Like, dude. And to his credit, like that system worked. Yeah. They, got, they got him to the playoffs. Like that's what you should do as a quarterback. You make your reads and then you hit yep. your track down. Make exactly, your reads, you hit dude. your track down. Yeah. And that's what Baker did. Can you imagine if I think if Baker beats the eagles he locked himself a he's not gonna contract. beat the eagles don't put that oh, out facts. There, bro. yeah don't 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 put that against us we can't <laughs> don't we can't. don't put that in the ether dude yeah um, i still think he locked that job down baker yeah yeah i think yeah. so too i think so too. i think so um congrats baker we should have cracked it to him i'm a big fan of rashad white man yeah i want to see that want to see th- if that guy could just get a couple more touchdowns imagine what he could be so so what do you do with him in Dan- dynasty are you holding or do you sell? I think you got to hold them, bro. I think you hold, man. It's very hard to sell. I mean, I get the concept of selling at his highest you, point, but... What would you sell for? What What do you think he's even worth, though? Oh, bro. I still wouldn't... Purse? Unfortunately, bro, he doesn't have a track record. 
But I don't think anybody's willing to pay multiple firsts is what I'm saying. So if the That's demand what I'm saying. Is he doesn't there, have a track. Like, right. he didn't do what he did this year, last the yes, year before. I agree so, like, you. he doesn't have that. But, so but I'm not going to pay multiple firsts for someone that doesn't have sustained exactly. success. That's dude. Somebody might, though. I yeah. mean, so you're going to put him on the market, and that's that's going to be your asking price. Like, I think Kyron Williams is worth m- multiple firsts. If you're I don't sm- know if Rashad White is, though. If you're smart, bro, you're obviously going to put him on the market, dude. Right? Well, he had his best season yeah. that he's ever had, so you're going to see what you can get for him. But – that doesn't mean I'm going to necessarily flip them if I'm a Rashad White owner personally, dude. Like, yes, I will listen, but I mean, I will. It, you all, you're always listening, dude. Exactly. Players. Yeah, you're always listening. Like, sure. As a Kyron owner in multiple leagues, I'm going to I li- I'm going to list him. Yep. Right. I know one of our leagues, both of my leagues are listening right now. It's going to cost you multiple firsts. Yeah. For who? At least Kyron. Kyron. Mm. I think See, that's fair. I don't think I don't know if anybody's going to bite on that. Worth, but. I don't think you should list Rashad White for multiple firsts. I think. Eh, two first pro actually right, makes sense. Yeah. Not high though. Yeah. Well, think about who's gonna buy it, right? Probably a contending team. Sure. You know. So I have two first. If you want to talk after the show. <laughs> this year. I mean, I don't have Rashad White, but <laughs> sure. <laughs> <sighs> Hypothetically. Oh, CD Lamb. This might be the ATC move that put us on the map. Cause we're on the map now, right? Yeah, of course we are, dude. Yeah, we're I mean, we've been here for a season. We're, we're in the community now. Yeah, we were one of the few podcasts here, fantasy football pundits that called Puka Nakula. Let's be honest, bro. Probably the only, like, really, yeah. like, what other shows were talking about Puka Nakula before the season started? I, you know what? I listened to a lot of them, and none of them were exactly. None exactly. of them were. Hell of a call, Brady. Hell of a call. Yes, and we're gonna Thank give you, credit to Brady, I, even though I agreed with you, but you did the deep dive. Yeah, that uh, makes. Two for two on my deep sleepers. My uh, deep sleeper last year didn't too, do too well this year, <laughs> dude. Was it Damian Pierce? Yeah, bro. <laughs> hey, but man, he but killed his rookie year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hopefully next year we can make it three for three for you guys out there listening. But, but Damn, Brady can't set a weekly lineup, but he can give you a deep sleeper for sure. Dude. No problem, dude. <laughs> we called oh, I can set a up. weekly lineup, bro. They just won't, they won't <laughs> they win, won't dude. <laughs> You're going to get points. You're not going to like how much you yeah. <laughs> Dude, when Nico Collins scored yesterday, in my head, all I could think of was, how the fuck did I not make the playoffs, dude? I had Nico Collins, Tyree Kill, Josh Allen, Devin Achan, you had a Travis gl- Etienne. You had a glaring, glaring hole at tight end, dude. Man, Jesus dude. Christ, dude. Even that, I, I mean, it was decent, dude. But, God, I mean, whatever. Who dude. cares? I'm not going to talk. Who cares? Yeah. It is over with. That's, you got fantasy, dude. Yeah. yeah. Yep, is what it is. But to get stay on track, Puka Nakua. Yep. We Massive. called him we called him early. And he, he was an honorable mention during our wide receiver portion of our rookie breakdowns. Yep. And didn't one of our or one of your boys, D, spend all his fab on him yes. early in the season? Yes. Yep. The thickness dropped after that first week he dropped all one hundred dollars of his fab. Good for and him, can dude. you say you would regret that? No, dude. Not a fucking chance. No. If I had two hundred dollars worth of fab, I would spend two hundred dollars worth of fab on Puka Nakua, bro. Well, I mean, if you he finishes what wide receiver, top, probably top five. He I finished don't know. as wide receiver four overall. Okay, yeah, that's insane. That is insane. Like, and there was everyone was nervous, including myself, when Cooper Cup came back, and he, he did no not reason slow down. to be, bro. He was better. I now I will I will say for dynasty purposes, keep your eye on it moving forward because we don't know what Matt Stafford's plans look like in the future. Agreed. But, I mean. For this season alone, Puka was the fucking man. I think I'm gonna call it right now. I think the Rams are going to begin the succession planning this season. I think Stetson Bennett, baby, let's go. <laughs> oh, I don't think he's it. He oh, he's know, definitely not. You know, it, he's dude. in like rehab or something. No, 
He's like not even with. Oh, him. I did hear about that actually. Yeah, that yeah, was a while ago though, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. But Puka Nakua, wide receiver four overall, and it, the Rams found the wide receiver of the future. Yeah, they he, did. He lived up to his scouting report. They said he he was a do it all wide receiver, and he was their Swiss Army knife. Yeah, like bro. He doesn't. It's not like he does just sweeps. I think we talked ball. about it. Yeah, I think we talked about it earlier in the season. D like. He doesn't necessarily do one thing great, but he does everything really good, dude. Right. Yeah. Which is like, you look at his combine numbers, you're like, really? This yeah. Guy? Which like, is all you can ask for, though. I mean. But he's just, he's just. What's the way you describe it? It's like when you're not looking at the numbers, but you just like he's just you look at the tape. Yeah. He's a tape guy, dude. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I think the man runs like a four nine. The tape doesn't lie, dude. But he's still breaking away from guys, dude. That's you know? what I'm saying. Like, that's what we were talking about last. The tape uh, does not lie. Last episode, you could have a terrible combine, but. I mean, those guys are out lie. of their out of their nature. Exactly, having to run dude. a four four for yep. a bunch There's of a lot of pressure on a bunch them. of fucking videos. Then they're they've been playing football their whole lives between the gridiron between the you know yeah. So. Love me some Puka Nakua. I don't think he's a flash in the pan. I think me he's here. I think he's here to stay. He's here to stay. He's a future top ten wide receiver. You got to hold him dynasty. You're gonna draft him as your number one receiver next year, and you're gonna love every fucking yep. second oh, yeah. of it. He's probably what a second round pick in a dynasty startup. Oh, second, dude, he might, might be in first. first. Yeah, in first because we know just how young he is and wide yep. receiver. As and of right now, yeah, maybe first. How well they if hold that value if Stafford retires or whatever, maybe different story. But as draft, of now, do you draft Puka or Garrett Wilson? Puka, based on the situation, I can't trust forty-one-year-old Aaron Rodgers not to tear his other. And it's the Achilles, Jets, dude. bro. Yeah, <laughs> come true. on, how many times am I going to yeah. belabor that point? Well, it's a Jets, yeah. Jets, dude. It's the Phoenix Suns, bro. Moving on, we said that David Montgomery and Christian Kirk were going to be good mid to late round values, and they exceeded this that, bro. They, they were great values. Expectations. Well, and until Kirk got hurt, but Kirk got hurt. But prior to his injury, he was he killing was, it, dude. He was killing it. He yep. was, I think, a low end wide receiver one. And everyone was worried about Ridley, bro. And Ridley was one of our sleepers. <laughs> oh God, don't Whoopsie. bring that up, dude. Oh yeah. But and then David Montgomery was relevant all year. He basically took the Jamal Williams role. I was gonna like, say, how many touchdowns did that guy end up with? Uh, he didn't actually end up with that many because really? he got banged up a lot. Mm-hmm. That was the, that was the thing. They kind of ran ran him into the ground. But um, when he was when he was playing, he was he had a couple thirty point games, mm-hmm. and then every week it was thirteen to fourteen points. Yeah, it was and fifty yards I mean, in a touchdown. If I'm getting that yep, out of my exactly. RB two, I'm stoked. Bro. And that's what you needed. That's what yeah. you need at an RB two position. Yep. So, yeah, and it was clear that Jameer Gibbs kind of took the backfield towards the end of the year. But they, I like how they used him. Like, all right, this is Gibbs' drive. This is Montgomery's drive. Mm-hmm. And then when they started to trail and it became more situation-specific, situation that's when you would start to see Gibbs more. But right. if they were within the five-yard line, they're giving that ball to David Montgomery. Yeah, he's got a nose he, for the end zone, man. He was scoring, dude. Is he on a one-year deal or? No, I think they have him for two. Okay, cool. So we're going we're gonna to see that backfield again next year. Oh, yeah. Let's go. We said you need to trade for Brees Hall for your second half season push. And this was a massive hit for us. If you listen to us, he finished as RB2 overall. He started slow, so he was acquirable. We and basically s- s- called exactly how this happened, dude. Yes. He's going to start out slow, and, and he then did. he should flip it, should take off. Right, and he did. He took off in the second half of the year when the offense realized that they had no other weapons except for him. <laughs> and... I will admit that his numbers 
this season were kind of fluky to me. Yeah. Especially He's during the playoffs. I mean, as a Brees owner, I was 100% here for it. Yes, give me 15 catches a game for Brees. Right. That's not sustainable. I was going to say, I think we mentioned that last podcast, too. No way he's getting like 10, 12 targets a game next but year, dude. But they're going to be quality if Aaron Rodgers is back there. Yeah, yeah. he's so, going to get like five to six, like you mentioned, I think, Frank. Yes. For this, and they're going to be good looks. For this season alone, we got it. We nailed it. We right. got it right. You know, the game script fell his way. You know, Zach Wilson got injured and he stopped playing. Trevor Simeon couldn't throw the ball past 15 yards. So Brees was literally averaging 15 targets a game through the fantasy playoffs, and he was catching about 13, 14 of those, and he became 100%. He yeah. was taking those little dump-offs, and they became 30, 40, 50, Dude, 60 he yard was touchdowns. electric, strong, downhill. Oh, yeah. He'd Massive jump over you, 40 burger in the playoffs. run by you, fucking juke you out. It was just, it was just cool to see. And he looks so goddamn And good. he has swag, bro. If you ever listen to like his post-game interviews or like him talk, he's very confident. He must not know he plays bro. for the Jets, dude. He's very – he's like <laughs> – why did you lose today, Brees? Well, I didn't get the ball enough. That's why we lost. Yeah, I well, love it. That's dude. the running back God, I want on my the team, Jets, bro. Man, that's yeah. why. <laughs> Where do you see him being drafted next year? Okay, one one, no doubt. He's I the one one. He's the one one. To me, Brees Hall. Okay, so I can't. he's a Jet. Brees yes. Hall's the one one. So I Brees get it. Hall, the one, guy, two. no jersey. Brees Hall, the running back. I'm taking as the best fantasy player of the season next year. Yeah, me too. I I'm I'm almost positive everybody's going to go into the season saying Christian McCaffrey is the nah. unquestioned one. And what happens when we see that? Typically, he the running hurt. back no, the running backs from the previous year just don't repeat the same success, or the players from the previous year don't. So it's those guys that are right on that precipice or that are close to it. Brees Hall, prime example. This is like his year, dude. So if you're lucky enough to get Brees Hall, not one one, and let some idiot draft Christian McCaffrey, I think you'll be sitting pretty with him at two. I like that. You know what I'm saying? I think both those guys are going top five, but oh, I, yeah. I would definitely go Brees one. Or I would definitely go Brees over C-Mac. I think so, too. At and the running back position. And since I agree with you guys, I'm going to take C-Mac. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and week one, and C-Mac's down. Yeah. And the Acosta curse is live, baby. <laughs> and Brees is dead. Oh, man. <laughs> well, who the fuck knows? Everybody's dude? dead. Oh, look at Izzy Apaconda, where I can back one. Oh, man. Moving right along here, dude. Yes. We said my boy Tank Dell oh, great would call, be dude. a playmaker for the great. Texans. Bro. Freaking Until he got hurt. Great great dynasty pickup, baby. Let's go. Great fucking call out, dude. And the man was wide receiver 13 overall, and then he broke his leg. Mm-hmm. Dude, just looked like mini Reek out there. Baby Reek, dude. Yep. You know, smaller than Reek. Oh, yeah. Thinner than Reek. Yep. Not as fast, but I loved how the Texans used him in – Frankly, I'm impressed that they're still rolling without him. I mean, they just they did just drop 45 against the Cleveland de- defense in a playoff game. I'm not surprised about that. But, I mean, he was a weapon for C.J. Stroud. And they I love how they used him. And kind of similar to Reek, for being so undersized in this league, he was winning deep balls. Yeah, he was. He was winning contested catches. He was explosive in space. Great hands. It was a bummer. That he broke his leg. Granted, I have no idea what he was doing blocking in a goal line package. And yeah. I think that's, that's just bad decision. Bro, him, right there, him and CJ are the perfect pairing, bro. You got speed and great route running with a quarterback who's accurate as anybody in the league, dude. It's, that's, it's a, that's a recipe for fucking success on no matter what. And pick your poison with Nico Collins, too. Dude. Yeah, like, man. You know, they're two completely different receivers. Dude, I didn't know. Sorry to cut you off, D, but I found it interesting that I didn't know Nico Collins went to Michigan. 
Yeah. And CJ's Ohio State guy. That's kind of funny, bro. Yeah. I hope they talk shit to each other. Yeah. They said that they just. What's up, bro? You gonna hit me today? No, not if you don't drop the ball, bitch. Yeah. Sounds like they've been pretty cordial. Like, I mean, amongst like the public, yeah. they're like, "Nah, we just kind of squash it because we want to win." Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, "All right, respect." Bro, respect. like the whole makeup of uh, C.J. Stroud to to t- to our boy Tank Dell here just reminds me of Patrick Mahomes to Tyreek Hill. It and feels Ken, like that, Casey. Like, it really does feel like that. It but just it doesn't surprise me though. I think Tank Dell's here to stay. C.J. Stroud we'll is. See, hopefully, he comes back healthy next year. Is the next great one that we're going to be talking about for the next 15 years. Thus, <laughs> he's going to be producing receivers. He like looked this. like it, man. He really did. I think we haven't seen a rookie He's year like that. He's my other quarterback in Dynasty, I know. dude. I know, dude. I can only, d- I can only dream that Caleb Let's go, could Pat. do that. Oh man, and you know what I love about that the most is that I just remind Brian every day that I can that you drafted Bryce Young over fucking C.J. Stroud. Hey, bro. In <laughs> fairness to Brian, happens. I'm not giving up on Bryce just yet. I'm pretty sure my quarterback ranking, uh, rookie quarterback rankings, were C.J. Stroud was my one. And you guys all said Bryce Young, bro. You know, I don't I, I don't remember either. But I, think I, I was def. I I, I was higher on CJ Stroud because of his you're athleticism. Right. I though before I like flipped, dude. Like, did you? Yeah, during college season, I was like, bro, CJ. To me, CJ's the guy. And then as it got closer to the draft, I honestly think the hype with Bryce affected me a little bit. And I would go watch Bryce's tape, and I'm like, oh man, he does put the ball where it needs to be. Didn't see. He CJ- makes smart decisions. I'm like, maybe I w- maybe I am leaning Bryce. And then, yeah, coming into this season, I was like, I think I'd rather have Bryce. Didn't CJ test very terribly on the Wonderlic do? Oh, I don't know. I yes, think he tested he really badly on one of those yeah, tests. He did. Well, the one, the weird thing that CJ did not do well in college is that he couldn't get past his first read. I was going to say, he was one read. And he couldn't extend plays. But to, in fairness to and CJ. He, does that, he did that all he game. He does it now. <laughs> yeah. In fairness to CJ, though, bro, I mean – you only needed one read at Ohio State with those receivers Facts. that he had, bro. So, Facts. I mean. And it, if there's anything that I learned from he's all, oh, CJ cool. Stroud. He's all, where's my guy? Yeah, of course he's open. Here you go. <laughs> if there's anything I learned from CJ Stroud and just kind of scouting these rookies, I think something that I need to weigh more importance on this offseason is the arm talent and their ability to make NFL throws. Yeah. And if there's something that CJ Stroud CJ Stroud Stroud can do, <laughs> <laughs> nice. He can make he can put the ball wherever he wants, and he's very very good. And a lot of these young like the Mahomes, the Burrows, the Herberts, they excel at making the NFL throw, which is the intermediate route, the intermediate out. Yep. Right, and that's something that Bryce Young, that was his like weakness in college, and he still can't do it. So if you kind of have the arm talent there, then I feel like you can kind of get coached up in between the brain. I got you. You know, and that's kind of why I'm low-key high on Michael Penix. Because so he can make every throw out there. I'm going to tell you this, and this is a little sneak peek. I don't think Drake May is as good as people think he is because of the fact that he doesn't have that he, ability, is no, my opinion. And I disagree with you. He can't. I think Drake May is the one that can't. I was watching a lot of his tape recently, and I'm like, dude, this guy can't make that deep out. I think I was just gonna say I think Drake's biggest issue, at least that I've seen on tape, is he's he can throw a deep ball, but he's not the best on a deep ball, bro. He's not. The he most al- he seems to always underthrow that pass. That's dude. what I'm saying. Yes. Which and is the problem. That's gonna get picked. Yeah, up which is the problem. But the deep ball isn't the problem. Like, and we're gonna get on a tangent here because I've watched a lot of Drake May because I have to. He's my Debbie quarterback. Right. Right. So you the want deep, success. The deep it. ball isn't the problem, but he could hit. He could hit the eater me the fifteen to twenty yard p- throw. Like he can hit that. Yeah. Oh, of course but, he can. But I agree with you. He's he does not throw the most accurate deep ball. Right. 
And it's not because he doesn't have the arm power. I just don't think he's got a good accuracy for the deep ball. Also, that gotcha. offense that they ran at North Carolina was very simple, dude. He wasn't asked to throw the deep ball a lot. Yeah, they, changed, a good they point. changed offensive coordinators. This, yeah. he, I mean, we're, we're going good, off on We're tangent, going off on the Yeah, we're going yeah. off on yeah. 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 Let's, let's get out of here. Yeah, uh, we're definitely going to break Real, real quick, though, dude, back. about C.J. Stroud. Um, I don't know if he played or not, but his touch and feel it's at the beautiful. QB positions remind me of someone that played baseball, bro. Yep. I don't know I if he did, that. but maybe dude. his also his wind I feel up's like, different. His I feel like those weird. people that are like that accurate and have such great touch like that played baseball at some point, dude. I could be totally wrong, but who knows? Anyways, go ahead, D. Uh, yeah. Anyways, CJ Stroud, very good. The man, Hank Dell, very good. <laughs> yeah. This is so we had a bold predictions episode where we just try to be bold, and we all thought this one was pretty bold. But kudos to Brady again. Because yep. he hit on one of his bold predictions. He Damn, said, I can make picks like a motherfucker, but yes. I can't make the playoffs, dude. Damn right. <laughs> the man doesn't have a championship. But, yeah. but goddamn, he could you know, pull shit out of his ass. Yeah. Uh, he said that Travis Etienne would finish as a top five back. And he did, dude. He Hon- finished as number three overall. And honestly, if you looked in, I think I touched on it on another episode too, but if you looked into this a little deep like I did, a lot of last year, with Etienne was a product of bad luck. He didn't get in the end zone a lot, didn't get a lot of passing work. This year, that was probably going to change, and sure enough, it did. And thus, that's what happened. What? He finished idiot. his top was five back. Pick, dude? No, hit oh, the ground. Oh, my God damn it. It's all right. We hold him to a field goal here. I'll be happy. Yes, sir. Travis Etienne, number three overall running back in PPR formats. He had 12 total touchdowns. You know, good receiving back, 58 receptions, just under 500 yards, 1,000 on the ground. It was the tale of like two halves almost. Two halves. Dude. Yeah, he, he started off super strong first half, unstoppable. Terrible second half. Terrible. And I will say though, I think where the extreme happened last year, where he didn't get any luck in the touchdown department, that flipped completely this year, especially in the early half of the season, like we said. Because if you watched a lot of the Jags games, like I did, that line is absolute garbage, bro. Both from a pass and run standpoint, they need to improve that line dramatically, dude. You know what else? Is and I know we'll garbage? touch on that when we touch when we talk about another jag here, but they need to fix it bad. Dude, speaking of absolute garbage, Dak Prescott in the playoffs. Yeah, yep. <laughs> it's not the guy, dude. He just hit his lineman in the back of the head with a pass, <laughs> dude. It was awesome. Mark Sanchez, is that you? Let's go, baby. So hey, from week ten, week ten on, Travis Etienne only had one top ten finish. Yeah. I will say though, the man is electric. Dude. He's super electric. When he's he find, when he finds that hole, he's to the races, dude. He kind of. I feel like that's what Reggie Bush was supposed to be. Oh, that's a great comp, actually. Love the Reggie Bush. Is he but the most electric college player you've ever seen? He's my favorite college player I've ever seen. Of all time. Is he the most electric college player you've ever seen? Yes, mm. I think so too. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I can't think of one anything else. Dude, there was nothing like prime Reggie Bush. That at was USC, the first dude. because of Reggie Bush. That shit was I unbelievable. The I, am, I watched that college season because of Reggie I Bush. I am and a I Trojan was, fan today because of Reggie Bush. Dude. That shit was unbelievable, bro. That Pete Carroll team was like, well, I I remember being in like eighth grade thinking like these guys could beat the Chargers. <laughs> yeah, although I will say the greatest performance I've ever seen was Vince Young against USC, dude. Fuck Vince Young. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing, bro. That was sucked. That, that sucked to this ass. day is one of the best football games I've ever seen, bro. College or pros. Agreed. That was a great game. Yep, that was an incredible game. Yeah. Here's another bold prediction. I'm going to give us credit for this one. A bold prediction that A-Chain becomes the guy. He's the guy. 
I we were right about A Chain being a stud. We weren't right Shout out to on Frank, him dude. finishing in the top fifteen, and that was mainly because of his injuries. Now I believe. Well, we should do what you should do is is uh, sort for average g- points yes. per so per now game. when you do that, I think he finishes running back fifteen. There you go. When you take the average, like when you take the games that he played and yeah. what he averaged, he finished as a top fifteen back. That's more reflective to me than the actual cumulative finish. Agreed. He we are right where we said he becomes a must start. And when healthy, and when he's healthy, he is the guy there, dude. He's CJ. He's CJ two K, bro. Yes, hundred percent. I mean, the man looks electric. Mostert is fifty years old. Yeah. He, I don't get the sense going into next season that he's going to be the lead back for the Dolphins. Talking about Mostert? No. Or H M. No, it's going to be a two. It's going to be a two. As long as McDaniel's is over there, it's always going to be a two back, dude. But he's already showed that he could deliver. With limited touches. Yeah, it doesn't Bro, matter. He's literally one snap away from he going He averaged eight. the most yards per touch f- out of the whole running back position. Yeah, it was and like nine yards per carry yes, or some shit like that, right? Ungodly. It was ridiculous. Dude. It was ridiculous. Yeah. And he also can't play in the cold. No, like he cannot. Of, like, the rest of the <laughs> Dolphins, dude. Like, what was up with him and Reek, dude? They just stopped going on the field. Like, we had, listen, it's too cold. We can't play. Yep. Bro, yeah. it's the Dolphins. They play in southern Florida where it's 80 degrees all year round. I can't believe people were actually thinking the Dolphins could win that game. Well, I thought that it could cover. Whoops. (laughs) I mean, even that's kind of a stretch to me, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stretch. But what do we know, man? Anyways, moving right along. This is probably one of my favorites. We said that Tajay Spears will have a significant role in the offense from the rip, and he almost split touches with King Henry starting week one. The man has massive upside to me going into 2024. There's the only concern is we don't know who their head coach is going to be. Right. But and we don't know if Derrick Henry's coming back. But everything feels like he's going to be the lead back going into 2024. And I'm salivating as the Tajay Spears dynasty owner. Me too. At the <laughs> thought of him being a three down back potentially in Tennessee. Yeah. I really I the player, yes. The environment and the system scares me. Until they get, until we see who's the head coach there, until we see what offensive system they implement, until we see a lot of things, like just gotta hold your breath. That's what I'm saying. So I, I'm gonna, I mean, the league that I, own the guy isn't in, gonna just walk in and just be a walking 1500 yards scrimmage yards guy. Is what I'm saying. But God damn, he can do it. I will <laughs> say though, I mean, I, I own Tajay in a different dynasty league than you guys, and I can tell you right now, spoiler alert, because I, I, you know what, I know they're listening to you. I'm going to list him because I feel like someone's going to bite. I'm going to ask for a first-round pick because I don't have a first-round pick this year. Ooh. Someone's going to bite on Tajay Spears for a first. I got guys coming at me hard for Tajay Spears in uh, Jay's League. Because he's you young. Know. He's got the ability. Yeah, because he's young. And and here's the, th- the problem with Tajay, too. He very much feels like a two-year back, dude. Very Todd Gurley-esque where it's going to be a really, really quick flash in the pan. He's going to die because he's got those bad knees, dude. Yep. So to me... I'm either going to flip him this offseason once I know he's the guy or halfway through the season when he's blowing up, dude. I'm going to send him I'm going to send him out. And I think I could get a de- pretty decent return for him, man. Yeah. Because no, I'm with you, man. You, you should be able to. If there's anything we learned in this very in this uh fade the running back environment is that the running backs are not dead yet and elite running backs will still win you leagues, dude. Yep. That is big facts. Moving right along to one of my, speaking of fade the running back, 
We said that Jalen Warren is the better back than Najee Harris. And would you look at that? He finished with more fantasy points than Najee Harris. Jalen Warren is exciting, dude. One was drafted in the third round, and the other was drafted in the 13th round, dude. Oh, my God. Romeo Dobbs. And Romeo Dobbs is running wild, and this vaunted cowboy defense looks like dick. Just like I said, we're going to hit, dude. Let's just take it easy. We and this was one game at a time. I am a little worried about that Bills under thirty-seven. That's not very. That's not very much, dude. So thinking about it after watching that Chiefs game last night, I was like, "Yo, dude, <laughs> I don't know if we're at that under, dude. That thirty-seven is shit." So I will say though, bro, it's gonna be cold. It's gonna be snowing. So they so they already said they're not moving the game again, and it, the weather is just as bad. Oh, God. So, if anything, them moving the game g- give it gave us a four-point cushion because 33 seems light. Oh, it's even lower now? No, they raised it. Initially, it was 33. And then since oh. they moved the game, they gave – they gave now it's 30, now I it's wonder, 37. I wonder what the line is now, though. I don't know. Yeah. I Anyways. bet you it dropped again, yeah. honestly, because now they're saying the weather is just as bad. You guys talking about the Bills game? We're talking about the Bills game, dude. Yeah. The weather is just as bad. And it's going to be just as bad tomorrow. It's going to be terrible. I heard there was rumors of them like uh, postponing it completely, bro, until like the weather's better. No, they said they said they're they're not going to move the game. Really? Yeah. Mm, they, said the game, they said the show must go on. All right, I like it, dude. Hopefully, so, that's yeah. good news for us, then, man. It's. I think that's great news for us because, frankly, thirty said that's a touchdown. Thirty. Aaron this game's Jones, over, dude. Aaron Jones got us a thirty burger, baby. Let's go. God, Frank's probably so pissed, dude. <laughs> Where was this guy all year? Yeah, what did I tell you guys in the group thread? I said, the Packers are going to run the ball. Matt LaFleur is a better coach. And hey, Jordan, man, so Jordan far. Jordan going to feast on man coverage, and he is, dude. You've been, you've been accurate, dude. Hit, hit, hit. Hit across the board. Let's go. Brady. Yes, sir. Here's a hit for you. You told us to avoid taking anyone in the first <laughs> round whose name starts with a D. Hey, man, that was more of along, along the lines of like a fun kind of one. But shit, dude. I mean, there was some serious names that maybe Derek people considered. Henry. Yeah, Derrick Henry, <laughs> Devontae, Devontae Adams. Adams. To to be fair to Derrick Henry, though, he seemed to come on towards the end of the season and look like that running back that uh, was first round worthy talent. But I mean, still, dude. I, if I had to go back and redraft, yeah, I'm not taking Derrick Henry. I'm sure as fuck not taking Devontae Adams. That guy absolutely fucking shit the bed this year. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, dude. Looks like we hit. I mean, obviously, you're not taking someone like a DeAndre Hopkins or like a DJ Moore. But fuck, maybe you should have took DJ Moore. He finished his <laughs> wide receiver six. <laughs> Jesus dude. Christ, dude. But we'll talk about him in a few yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was just more a fun one than anything. I mean, honestly, bro, like a lot of these hits are you, dude. I mean, this next one, also you again. Yeah. You said that you wanted Amon Ra on all of your teams. Did you actually have Amon Ra on any no, of your teams? No, on none of my teams. <laughs> That means hopefully people were that listening, awesome, bro. Dude. Maybe people listened to me and were like, you know what? I need Amon Ra. Dude, that, I mean, the guy, dude, he's he reminds me of, and I think maybe it was Frank that said this, or maybe it was UD. I don't remember. But, Antonio Brown? Um, no, dude. Uh, just the consistent floor. Who was it? Was it Julian Edelman, maybe? Oh, I don't so remember, dude. That, dude. Yeah, obviously he's better than that. But like he always is going to give you that like 7 for 70, 8 for 80. Nine for ninety, Amon but then he's also going to give you these touchdowns, dude. To me, Amon Ra feels very much like Antonio Brown. Yes, he is. He he's a fucking stud, dude. He finished wide receiver three overall. 
Not to mention, dude. I feel like he, we saw this coming. He has the sickest nickname in all of sports. The Sun God? The Sun God, bro. Are you Sick kidding me? <laughs> I mean, and I think Frank, I, this is kind of what Frank touches on when I talk about this guy finished here and this guy finished there. You know, because, yeah, you could finish as a running back 15, but that's that's because you had one 100-point game and, right. you know, 15 zero-point games. Amon Ra is the definition of consistency. Oh, dude, that's what we want. This is what you're always striving for, and the problem is it's extremely hard to find in fantasy football, but this is something that Amon Ra has done since day one, right? He finished wide receiver three overall, and he only had one single-digit game. That's amazing, dude. He's a safe play every single fucking week. Yep. Like, there's, n- I don't know if there's any safer play in the wide receiver position, dude. I don't think there is. Even CD Lamb. Like as much as uh, CD Lamb finished wide receiver one overall, he had his dud games. Yep. Yeah. Like he had more dud games than Amon Ross St. Brown. Right. He had more splash games than Amon Ross St. Brown. Of course. But he had to make up the difference. But Bro, Aaron Jones scored another touchdown when you went in there. Oh yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Aaron. In case you I was like know, Frank Frank's is probably so <laughs> this Frank No, I love it, quick. dude. I love it, man. Because Aaron Jones has boned me on so many gambling things, dude. For once, deliver for me, dude. For one once. time, bro. Please, all we need is one. That's and and he is. Anyways, let's get back. But yeah, Aaron or um, Amon Ross St. Brown is very Antonio Brown like in that respect. That he's always going to get his five for fifty with high upside. Like his floor is twelve to thirteen points. You know, so Brady, you need to take this last one. This is your boy. <laughs> I mean. Anyone with a fucking brain could have saw this one coming, dude. (laughs) (laughs) But Kyle Pitts, we said he was going to bust, and he busted, bro. Now, a lot of this, in fact, I'd probably say all of this. I'm very excited to see who the Falcons bring in next year as a head coach because I feel like it can't – it's only uphill from here for Kyle Pitts, bro. He was a fifth fifth to sixth round pick. He absolutely shit the bed this year, just like we mentioned. Finished tight end 13. Tight end 13, bro. He did set a career high in TDs with three. <laughs> wow. Congratulations, Kyle Pitts, dude. But, yeah, like I said, boys, this guy, as long as Arthur Smith was going to be there, is a non-factor, bro. And thank God Arthur Smith is finally gone because hopefully we can see an increase in production coming into the next year. That Not just Kyle Pitts, bro. That Atlanta the team has way too much talent on that roster That's to not saying, be as good bro. as they are, they are or, or be as shitty as they are. They're a quarterback away, but they're also a fucking coach away. One coach, bro. Great defense. Great talented players on the offense. You know what that shows? They At Arthur, all three levels. Wide receiver, Smith running back, like tight end. Chargers. Arthur Smith, bro. You're Brandon Staley. Yes, dude. He's the offensive Brandon Staley. He's the offensive Brandon Staley, bro. You, you fucking have the most, one of the most talented rosters in all of the NFL, and that's what you give me? Three fucking Kyle Pitts touchdowns? Yes, dude. <laughs> Bijan Robinson finishing four points ahead of Jameer Gibbs? Let's Get throw- the fuck out of here, dude. Let's throw a screen. Tyler Algier? Get out of here, dude. Let's throw a screen to Tyler Algier. Screen to Tyler Algier. <laughs> I'm fuck glad, that guy, I'm glad he's gone, man. And I hope Arthur Blank brings in someone that can maximize and goal the talents on the goal of those line. guys. Get in there, Cordell. You got this. They're all going to go to some college team and coach together, and they're all going to be ass, dude. USFL, dude. <laughs> well, no matter USFL's what. USFL's hiring Arthur. Arthur Smith will be fine. Did you guys know that Arthur Smith's dad founded FedEx? That's weird. 
He's the owner of FedEx, bro. Oh, so he's a fucking trust fund bitch. He's a trust fund yeah. kid who probably, I don't know if this is true or not, probably never played football <laughs> and probably just got fucking he's somewhere. He the best college. Maybe and, like high school. And then paid to be a yeah. coach somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And probably. that's how he got his start. Are you calling him the NFL equivalent of the general manager of the Dansbury Trashers, dude? Yeah. <laughs> Great documentary, by the way. Except that what guy was, that, was cool, What was that dude. movie called, dude? That was so good. It was... Uh, Crime and Punishments? No. I think it was Crime and Punishments. It was a documentary. Yeah, I think it was Netflix. Crime and Punishments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So good, dude. <laughs> That's what I thought of, I dude. looked for a Dansbury... Uh, <laughs> Yes. Tra- or they're very sweater, hard bro. to find. I know they're super hard. It was it's the untold stories on Netflix. No, no, no. But I think the actual like documentary title oh, is called Crime and Punishment. The one on Netflix is way cooler. What are you talking about? It is on Netflix. It is on Netflix, bro. That's what it's called. It's yeah, a, I think it's called it's Crime and Punishment. Un- untold stories. Crime and Punishment. Oh, I got you. I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You. You're right with the untold okay. story part. But yeah, the but actual yeah. title. I mean, yeah. I bold prediction right away. Kyle Pitts will finish as a top seven tight end next year. Because any head coach knows to just give him the ball. Bro, imagine. Do it, not start with this bullshit. <laughs> do not start with this I'm fucking say bullshit, right now, bro. Dude. Get the fuck out of here. Dude, leave the room. We have an ATC bull production for next year. Leave the fucking room. Don't sit up here and tell it's me that Kyle, Kyle Pitts is going to be anything other than just what he's been. Just damn ball, dude. Bro, oh my God. I'm I'm leaving, dude. <laughs> Dude, everything points. Everything points to him, dude. Dude, everything points to you. You know, doing anything in the world, the fucking sky is blue, bro. The exactly. fucking Kyle Pitts is ass. I could do anything I want. Just give me a fucking chance, <laughs> goddamn it. Here's why I don't. think I was Kyle 120 Pitts. pounds, soaking wet, as 18 years old, and I said, you know, what? I want to go be a winery guy. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me now, dude. Living your dream, brother. Who do you think you are? I am. Here's why I don't think Kyle Pitts will be the guy next year, or maybe finishes top seven, like you said, D. You got to remember who they also have there. Drake London and B. John Robinson, the two most recent talented playmakers to be drafted by that team. And I think Kyle Pitts might be a forgotten man, bro. I mean, obviously, it's going to be dependent on the who the coach is. And the quarterback. And the quarterback, correct. That's another thing, dude. I think that doesn't get put enough limelight on in terms of like fantasy perspective. If you can figure out who the quarterback has a tendency to throw to, I mean, that might like, you know, well, alter your strategy for certain things. Also offensive scheme. Right. Like, so for, here's a prime, like a prime example, like Baker Mayfield, who we talked about earlier, loves to check down to his running backs. So if I know that going into the season, I'm going to look at whatever team Baker Mayfield's on and I'm going to target that running back as my RB two. You know what I mean? Yes. Yep. Yeah, dude. So like you like I think you have to like if you're a savvy like vet manager, take that into consideration is the psychology of your quarterback or a, any quarterback, dude. Like what their tendencies are, what they like, what they don't like, et cetera, et cetera. hundred percent, man. Yeah. Because we all thought fucking B. John Robinson going to that system was gonna be the answer. We did. Based off of coaching, dude. And what happened? Coaching. Yeah. <laughs> Coaching happened, bro. That's right. So, like, fuck <laughs> us, man. Oh, man. You know? Yeah. Let's write this one down, though. Put it down. That's my bold prediction. He'll be a top seven. All right. Tight end. Fuck well, him. we have it recorded, so. I'm giving myself a cushion, dude. I'm giving him seven. <laughs> That's a good cushion. That's like 500 yards and five touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Let's talk about <laughs> what we got wrong. 
Speaking of the Falcons, <laughs> this Here is a perfect go. segue. Yeah, dude, this, is, this is literally the perfect segue. I did not plan this, dude. We said that Bijan Robinson would take the backfield from day one. Whoops. Hold on a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. We fucking did not put Kyron Williams on our We Got Right list. All right. We got Dude, Kyron to Williams. To be honest, right, we didn't really mention him. Yes, we did. When? Week one. I said, go get Kyron Williams. Week one. Okay. You know? I mean, I didn't listen to every episode, Frank. I only looked at our notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give him a break, dude. God damn it. I can't believe you guys. Then talk, Anyways. We'll talk about it, dude. Dude, we nailed him. Week one, we're like, go get this guy. He's the fucking centerpiece of this offense. No Cooper Cup. Puka Nakua on the upswing. What what have, what have we seen that Rams offense Let's get back do? to Bijan, though, they so we can get to the next bullet RB1s. point. Because that's what I'm most excited to talk about. <laughs> Kyron Williams. Anyways, and, top five draft. And we will say, too, that Kyron Williams was splitting time with Cam Akers, and he looked just he just looked like the better back. Yep. Yeah. Like Kyron Williams got the goal line touches. That was Cam week Akers, one. That was week one. Frank, where did Kyron go to school if you're so big on him? Uh, you fucking idiot. God, I fucking knew it. I knew it, dude. No more Kyron talk from no Frank. Idea. <laughs> Here's a, here's a, I'll give you oh, wait, Notre Dame. Nice, oh, bro. Good that. save, dude. I had Notre it all to my Notre tongue, Dame. dude. Oh, man. Good save. Yeah. Back to Bijan Robinson and how we fucked him up. <laughs> <laughs> we thought Bijan would take the backfield from day one. He was arguably a genera- generational talent coming out. He the next Saquon he flashed is what that. we thought. He flashed the that. first three weeks, he was The problem good. is his head coach was Arthur Smith, and Arthur Smith was scared to use him. He... Literally had a three. Down, he had a three back rotation. He waited for Cord- Cordell Patterson to get healthy. Yeah, so that he was fucking using ridiculous. him at the goal line. That you was know, weird, dude. For some reason, there's no rhyme or reason to what Arthur Smith was doing. Like, what is Tyler Algier doing catching screen passes? Why is that not Bijan Robinson? Mm. Well, t- I I mentioned this, dude. Tyler Algier had a a good rookie season. So I I didn't think he was going to go anywhere. You did also say that he was a solid NFL running back. Yeah, I don't think he I didn't think Algier was going anywhere. But that's not to excuse the fact that like D said, Bijan Robinson is worlds better than Tyler Algier and he was still in a timeshare with fucking seven running backs, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. Absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. We got this one wrong. I think the whole world got this one wrong. We all thought Arthur Smith would be smarter than this. Yeah. Well, Arthur, and we thought wrong. You don't have a job anymore, brother. Yeah, yeah you, you do not. You idiot. Brady, you talk about this one. This one, this one's probably my favorite too. I love this one. This is a good one, dude. And shout out to our boy Frank. <laughs> <laughs> For every Kyron, there's 17 of these, dude. Yes, there is. <laughs> Frank said that Quentin Johnston, elite wide receiver of the LA Chargers, <laughs> would produce future, at least wide receiver. Wide receiver three level with oh upside. Kellen Moore would make great use of his skill set and has rookie CD lamp potential. <laughs> I love it. Dude. Whoopsies. <laughs> Fat Yikes, miss, bro. Dude. Frank, would you like to elaborate on that? Yeah, man. If I, when I talk about, you know, rookie CD lamb level, I'm talking about the CD lamb we have seen today where he's dropped six passes. <laughs> <laughs> the CD, the rookie level, what, dude, where he doesn't play the first six games? Oh, my God. It was. <laughs> Quentin Johnson has been an absolute letdown. But I more 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 than anything, I think this entire system, this entire franchise is a problem. We can't grow talent. That's what it is. We could have drafted any of those other receivers; they would have been shit too. So, fuck you, Quentin Johnston. You can't catch a ball. QJ has been an absolute dumpster fire. I was not high on him coming in. I know you weren't high on him coming in. I don't know if you actually scouted him, but you had him as your wide receiver one. Yep. I. 
I remember that during during our Ricky episode because I was like, holy shit, he put him at wide receiver one. Oh, yeah, baby. Where Brady and I were like, oh, it's going to be Jackson Smith and Jig, blah, 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 blah. But he's been so bad, dude. He's he, been bad. He was bad. He Yes, he has an electric. He. Oh, oh no. God. He's an athlete. Dude, yes. But he's, the problem he's, is. That's the problem. He's an athlete. He's not a receiver. He's just an athlete. He can't. Run routes. He he's can't catch a fucking he ball. Fucking he can't turn left. Apparently, he's dude. Stiff as a board. He can't. <laughs> he can't play on the. He can't play on the left side of the field. Yeah. He can't separate because he has no moves to separate. <laughs> and what did I say, dude? I went to training camp. I told you guys. I said, "Yo, this guy can't shake a fucking defender, dude." And it translated, dude. Yeah. He's been a complete dumpster fire. Tom Teleska was gone. I mean. If we don't draft Brock Bowers, I will not be upset if we draft Malik Neighbors and just say, just write that guy off. I'm like, yo, we fucked up. Let's just draft another quarter. Let's just draft another wide receiver. Yeah, I get that. But I also think that if he has at least the physical tools, maybe there's something to be salvaged there. I don't know. <sighs> Feels like Dwayne Bowe to me, dude. He'll be out of Fucking the league in four Dwayne years. Bo, He'll be out of the dude. league in four years, dude. Yeah, that sucks. That's a great comp. Yep. We labeled No way we did this. Yes, we did, bro. We labeled CMC as a dynasty cell. Fuck. Yikes. <laughs> we fucked up. <laughs> yeah. They love it. Uh, man, maybe we were just a year. The man was running. A year was early? RB1 yeah, yeah. overall. <laughs> he was RB1 overall. He stayed healthy. We talked about his age. We talked about his health issues. Mm-hmm. And frankly, he was like a 60-40 in a 60-40 split last season. And that was not the case. He got like 99% of the touches. Right. He so dominated. He dominated. So. CMC returned to CMC form in his finest. And, yeah. We did have him as our second overall, though. We talked about Dynasty. I mean, you're still not wrong if you sold him. You know, you probably got a haul for him. Sure. If you sell him this year, you're going to get a massive haul for him. As a contender, I'd probably buy him. I know? wouldn't mind if you did sell him this year because he's probably as high as he's going to yeah. be and ever I, for I the future. If, if you know you're pushing for the ship, like, he's 100% the guy that can get you there. Right? Oh, so, yeah. I mean, I I would entertain buying him. So, in our QB rankings, we had Patrick Mahomes as quarterback one. This is probably the biggest bust of he the season. He finished dude. quarterback eight. Yeah. Wild. This was the worst finish in his career. He actually threw for 1,000 less yards and 14 less touchdowns than the previous season. The offense has looked clunky. I'm telling you. To say the best. It's the offensive line. The it's offensive bad. line is terrible there. The offensive yeah, line bad. is bad. He doesn't have weapons. He's got Travis ah, Kelsey. Rasheed Rice is looking nice. Rasheed Rice is looking nice. Can you name another receiver on that team? Nope. Exactly. I can. I can tell I you. I mean, I can name shit, one, dude. but they're ass. <laughs> exactly. They're, they've been ass, dude. Yeah. Like they've been ass. And frankly, oh, Tony, we have, That's a, nice, okay. we have a nice cushion. Yeah. Why do I feel good. like this game's been on forever, though, dude? Yeah, because we're because sh- we need it. That's why. Come on, bro. Let's wrap this shit up. But. The offense has not looked the same. Travis Kelsey has looked in love. Old. Yeah, he looks distracted, yep. to say the least. Yeah. Rashi Rice has emerged. That's 100% true. But I agree with you. The offense, not, offensive line has not been the same. And they just look like they're missing something. I think they fixed the offensive line another year under Rashi Rice. Offense probably gets back to normal next year, man. Yeah. I just don't, I don't see this team like... I just don't th- see this team going away. It's too early in Patrick Mahomes' career for that. Andy Reid's still hungry. 
that team's still good. Andy Reid's always hungry. Look at that guy, dude. You're right. <laughs> Even with a QB8 finish, I'm not going to change where I draft Mahomes next year. He's still the QB1, sadly. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, I don't know, Josh Allen. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, mean, I think like, Josh is pretty much the I guess you could go either Between of Josh, Jalen, and Patrick, they're all going in the second round. And those guys, basically those guys were one, two, and three this year. They're going to be one, two, and three next year. Yeah. I guess maybe where you take them is just up to what you feel that you like more from the quarterback position. But I yeah. got Josh in the third round in our draft, bro. Yep. That's so cool. crazy, Fucking dude. dumbasses, dude. I almost took Josh in the third, but I, instead I took um, uh, the receiver from Philly. Why am I? But Devonta Smith. So, yeah. To be fair, I wanted that guy, too. Yeah. I would have took him in the second. Anyways. Anyways. This one was a weird one. I forgot this guy still played football. <laughs> um, I said that Cam Akers could be a good dark horse back. Whoopsies. And that he would finally take the backfield. He did for one week. Whoops. Until Kyron Williams arrived. <laughs> yeah. Um, he got traded halfway through the season and tore his Achilles in the first game with the Vikings. And that guy's probably out of the league. Yeah. So It's one of those yeah. sad cases, bro, that just... Things never seem to go that guy's way. I mean, I don't know if it's so much sad or if the guy was just a prick. Yeah, he never, I mean. You know where he went to school, bro? Yes. Cal? No, dude. USC? He's an East Coast guy. Oh, I don't know. Florida State. Mm. Florida State, dude. He just never gelled with the Rams. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he I mean, never, he never I feel did. like three, one day it's going to come out that he was doing some dumb shit over there. Yeah, two or three Probably. times, like, they put him on the trade block. Right. And then finally, the Vikings took, like, you know. Like, yeah, we'll take him. Mistake. Had, had the Achilles injuries, came back, and was fairly relevant. But, yeah, I mean, this guy's probably out of the league now. Speaking of being out of the league, Miles Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> we had Miles Sanders, and I think everyone else did. Not oh, me. shanked. Not me, dude. <laughs> Let's go, Cowboys. But, like, as, um, as like, the fantasy Let's football go. community. Miles Sanders, we had him ranked as our 15th back. I did. I, going into the preseason. Yeah, I remember specifically, at least, like I said, me personally, I thought he was going to be, like, pushed for maybe RB1 status. Yeah. Bro, there's was, there was nothing in Carolina. I didn't realize how bad that line is in Carolina. But that and it just like – quarterback, going to lean on the run. Yeah, that and it just like, so like looks like a lack of – I don't know. He just dropped off this year, man. That Across offense the board. was so bad. Terrible, bro. He looked so bad. Yeah, really bad. He finished as the 50th ranked running You know what back. he looked like, bro? He looked like a guy and that he got was paid. Healthy. He looked like a guy that got paid. 100%. That's dude. what he looked like, just bro. Just retire now, Miles. Yep. We know you yeah. don't want to play anymore. <laughs> exactly, dude. Yeah. We really, I mean, I traded for him. Yeah, I remember that. With your pops, right? Yeah. I, yeah. Think, I, tra- I think I grabbed Josh. Ke- I mean, I, I traded Josh Kelly. Nah, I you mean, know, that's what That's whatever. a push. That's yeah. a push. Didn't yeah. work out. You know, because I lost uh, this guy. I lost J.K. Dobbins. And once again, <laughs> I Once said, again, J.K. Dobbins. D falls on the J.K. Dobbins sword. <laughs> God damn it. I'll take this one again. I thought that this was going to be J.K. Dobbins' comeback year. And for about one quarter, it looked like it was. <laughs> for about eight minutes, dude. <laughs> and then he tore his Achilles. Uh. And died. Along with my fantasy team. Yep. I mean, and that's it. Value running backs, baby. There's nothing to be said. You know, you, you faded, pick, you faded the running backs harder than anyone of I this year did. I stuck to the script, God damn it. Yeah, you, you did. did. I mean, I wasn't <coughs> passing Chris McCaffrey in my position. Sorry. No, I, I get that. That's understandable. And frankly, I, I would have loved to have Tyreek Hill, but 
Ooh, I picked salsa ten. So, yeah, I stuck to the script, made the playoffs, and flamed out. It happens, bro. Yep, because I had no running backs and no receivers and no tight end. And you still made the playoffs, so that's a credit to I you, dude. I shouldn't have made it. I don't know how. But it, I'll tell you how. Fucking Puka Nakua is how you made it, Puka Nakua. Fucking Nakua. Our hit. <laughs> yeah. Very true. <laughs> what we got wrong, our entire top ten running back. <laughs> that was so bad, dude. Not yeah. to say I have not I have it up. Austin Eckler, Christian McCaffrey, B. John Robinson, Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, Nick Chubb, Derek Henry, <laughs> Chubb, Jonathan Taylor, Ramondre Stevenson. In Nick Chubb's defense, he was killing it till he got hurt. He was. Yes. So, so it's not the fact that like these backs weren't. I mean, yes, a handful of those backs actually weren't top ten backs. You know, we got the, we kind of got the order wrong. I mean, our biggest miss has to be Austin Eckler. Oh, yeah, one hundred percent. You know, but we weren't the only ones that thought he was going to be the number one back. You know, real yeah. quick, real quick note, dude, about uh, super sleepers next year. Keep your keep your guys' eye on Nick Chubb, bro. People are going to forget that he got injured and maybe kind of. He's already off. came back from one of those knee injuries. Right, that's what I'm saying. Maybe lean off him a little bit, but bro, he could be a Brees Hall. Nick Chubb, yeah, I was going to say Nick Chubb. I, I was thinking more like a Frank, like Frank, or he's never going to die, bro. He's just going to keep churning out fucking production. Yeah. So keep your eye on him. Maybe some solid value there next year. Yeah. So when it comes to our top ten backs, we're big sorry. miss. So sorry. Sorry, everyone. <sighs> sorry about this one. We thought that <laughs> Greg Dulcich and Trevor Lawrence would be breakout candidates. Whoops. <laughs> Greg Dulcich and was didn't play at all. <laughs> didn't play at all. And Trevor Lawrence just looked like ass. Struggled dude. all QB year. thirteen, bro. He looked like. I will say shit. though. Um, I think part of that has to do with the line. I mentioned it earlier. That line is terrible, bro. The they need terrible. to improve that line. It's really bad. That's not to give T-Law a pass because he has the talent to make up for that. They played better teams? <sighs> yeah, they did play better they teams. Clunky. And then he he was in, in lieu of that line being so bad, he was taking more hits, and he dealt with a lot of injuries this year. He did. He was concussed. He had a shoulder problem. He had an ankle problem. He had a knee problem. A what lot I did, of game time decisions. If there's any positives to take away from T Law, is I will say I feel like it's the most comfortable I've seen him play in I, his whole career. I thought the Cowboys defense was good. No, it's not. Wow, Aaron Jones is running like a man possessed. It's the playoffs, bro. We should have known. It's the second season, baby. I saw this. You bring a them. cold weather team like the Packers to your fucking dome in Texas, you're asking to get your ass whooped, dude. And you th- and, uh, and on top of that, you're the Cowboys, bro. I yeah. Mean, spoiler alert. Historically choke. Spoiler Damn. alert! If you I don't know why I was out, so worried about this game. If you haven't figured out, we took the Packers. Yeah, yeah we did. Plus we took seven. The Packers. We took the Packers plus seven, and we're fucking sitting pretty right now. Dude. Yeah, this was an easy call. I mean, this was the biggest. I know a few of you guys were nervous. This I was wasn't my fucking. Nervous, I was nervous. This was, was nervous. my call of the game because I, this yes, was my was call. Your call. Well, this I was, was my... I was nervous just because of what they've done oh, this year. Oh my god, he's wide open. Let's go, baby! Go, Pack, go! Bro, that guy caught that ball, took what a nap, fell down, that, got dude? up, and then just kept going. What the fuck just happened? That's a broken coverage. Probably double move. Oh, oh my God. That lady's She's having drink, a stroke. She's that lady's going to drink so much wine tonight, dude. She's having a stroke on TV, dude. <laughs> oh, man. That was incredible. She's going to drink so much wine. Oh, my God. I got. Let's just watch the replay. Wow, Roll wide out, open. Completely blown coverage into cover two. Luke Musgrave is literally 30 yards wide open. Touchdown to the Packers. All right. I think you can bench Jay Love now, dude. It's over. 
Yeah. We got a buck and a buck thirty that's left a, in the third. That's forty. That's a hit, boys. Four of seven. Let's oh, go. baby, let's go. Three more. The over was fifty. God damn it, dude. That's, bro, no one could have. Oh, that's right. No one could have expected that. I know, I know. It's easy to fucking shotgun that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. But Kyle. Moving hey. on. Javante Williams. Cheers. Quick note. Cheers, bro. Cheers. Cheers. Quick this note. The overs always scare me in playoffs, bro. Yeah. Always, dude. Because a lot tell, of times. You took the unders on everything. Dude. I know. Because a lot of times. Well, bro, a lot of times it's it's usually closer games. The cold weather games, I understand, it's, though. The run game's more involved, so there's not a lot of high scoring, so. Dude, watch the Lions. Watch the Lions Rams game be like sixty plus, dude. Tonight, <laughs> I'll Bro, be so pissed. I love Loki. Love this commercial where the dad just sleeping everywhere. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, classic dad about. naps, bro. Anyways, moving on. I've yet to have a real dad nap. We <sighs> fuck this guy, Javante Williams. We said he was going to be a good mid round value. Would you say RB twenty nine is a good mid round value? No, that's what we call a bust. We we. Took the we got bit, dude. Yeah, we I mean, we got bit on the preseason hype and how yeah how good he looks getting preseason touches and that is what it is, bro. You know, and how Sean Payton loves to throw to his running backs and he can he's a three down back. Well, you know what? A three down back is no good when the team is using three different running backs. And again, really quick to you, just to touch on what you just said, it's not so much whether or not the coach likes to throw to the running back, it's whether or not the QB likes to throw to the running back, yes. dude. That's a very good point. And Russell Wilson does not, bro. Russell he Wilson likes to fucking not. sling that thing. He, he likes to scramble. throw picks. Dude. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yes, he loves to throw picks. And yeah, Javante Williams never emerged. Nope, never. Do you think he's going to emerge next year? With that said, a year I was removed, just say, from, a year removed said, from his ACL. With that said, depends. I think he is a good buy low candidate right now depends for fantasy purposes. On who. If you can get him for a decent price, yes, that's a great point that Frank makes too. But if you can get him for a decent price and they got it like a quarterback there that has a history of maybe checking down and or can't throw past 30 yards, then yes, dude. Right. Javante Williams may be a good buy low option. Okay. I'm actually currently keeping tabs on him. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. <coughs> uh, Brady, you should talk about this one. What's the next one, bro? Sorry. DJ Moore. Oh, God. I was real bad. I was real off on this one, boys. <laughs> so I thought DJ Moore was just going to be another guy in Chicago. If you guys remember, uh, I think we talked about A-Rob being there with Justin Fields. Didn't really matter too much. Seems like no matter what right receiver is in Chicago, it does not matter. That was not the case, dude, this year. DJ Moore ended up being wide receiver six on the year. Now, I will say, in my defense, a lot of that production came from probably fucking three or four games. Yep. But I digress, dude. I was wrong. And I and even more so how wrong I was. <laughs> this is the best part. I said to take Darnell Mooney if you're going to take any wide receiver. <laughs> this is a quote from our episode. Yeah, and he finishes wide receiver, I think, like 83. So <laughs> The quote is, if you're forced to pick a bear... Pick Darnell Mooney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. That I mean, is, bro, I just thought he had the chemistry. He already had rep- that is hilarious. He already had rapport built with Justin Fields. DJ Moore, like I said, I wasn't sold on the fact that just because he's going to step in and be a wide receiver one on the Bears, he's going to be wide receiver one in fantasy. And I got proven wrong. I ate shit, dude. I will say. That's what it is. The cool thing that came out of this was the whole 
Well, it's kind of like DJ Moorish. Yeah. <laughs> that phrase. Yeah. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. Coverage yeah. Of that Can we patent that? Yeah. You know, but uh, yeah, we got that one. You could print some t-shirts with it, dude. DJ Moorish. DJ Moorish, crack them t-shirts. From one receiver to another. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me take, let me take, extre- let me take extreme ownership on this one. I like it. I said Mike Evans was a bust. Oh, this is a bad one. I said his best days are behind him, and Baker Mayfield will not push the ball downfield to him. I was wrong. I was wrong. And I was wrong. The man finished wide receiver seven. Yep. Baker Mayfield slung the ball. And you know what? I was I did not know this about Baker Mayfield. He's one of the most accurate deep ball throwers in the league. Guys I was gonna say he was consistent cannon, too. Bro. He wasn't just it's like not a even that he has a cannon. He could just he's just he throws an accurate deep ball. Yeah. Yep. Like he's just this is something he can do. And, and he has arguably the best deep ball threat in the league on his yes. team, dude. And if he's not checking it down to Rashad White, he's throwing it fifty yards downfield. I mean, it's just like, like we were saying earlier. Five or fifty. Exactly. Five or I fifty. Have a, I have a quick uh, NFL-related question for you guys while we're on this topic. Do you think Mike Evans is one of the most underrated receivers in the last ten years? So yes. he is also one of the only receivers to have eleven straight thousand yards. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. The, the guy one, consistently yeah. produces. He low key might be, a and everyone always forgets about him. He might all be. A, he's, a, he's a future. I hall think. Famer. He's oh, he's a, a hall of famer. famer. He's a hall of famer for sure. They better pay his ass because you know they didn't pay him. He wants to stay in Tampa, but they're not going to pay him. You know who else is underrated? Andre Johnson. And you, yes. know, you know who looks like Andre Johnson? Nico Collins. Ooh, good comp. Yep. So you know who's going to be underrated? Nico Collins. Mm-hmm. Nico Collins is the Anyways, man. back to Mike Evans. He finished wide receiver seven overall. Multiple splash games. He did not deliver in the fantasy championship. But, but he got you there. You drafted him in the seventh to eighth round, and you found a top ten receiver. A, that's what we call a diamond, baby. He, you found a diamond. Diamond hands, baby. Right? Because he lost Tom Brady. You had Baker Mayfield. Baker has done literally next to nothing with his receivers. But he kept Mike Evans afloat, and Chris Godwin did come on near the end of the year. Yep. God damn it. And Fuck that guy. Where was that team. all year? Uh, Mr. Evans, I know you're listening. My bad, dude. I was wrong. Moving on. Although we did get some – although we said to trade for Brees Hall – we got that one right, and have him be your second half ch- champion. We also said we didn't think he'd be a, ri- a running back one this year, and the man finished as RB two overall. Where we thought Javante was ahead of schedule with his knee recovery, um, Brees Hall also tore his ACL, and they kind of took a slower approach with him. Well, it turns out that was the right approach because Brees looked like a hundred percent, and Javante never looked like himself. And in the end, we were wrong. Brees finished as RB two overall. And looks like the potential one-one next in next year's draft. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. You know, and I technically got this wrong, but I I'm gonna give pat myself on the back a little bit. I was pretty fucking close. This was my bold prediction. I said that Jameer Gibbs would outscore Bijan Robinson in fantasy points, and Bijan outscored Gibbs by only four points. But hey, man, you got it right. It was pretty fucking close. I mean, Gibbs did start to take the backfield over while Bijan was part of a three-headed committee. I could only salivate at the thought of what Bijan would do if he had 20 touches a game. Yeah. And I mean... It's almost like we only... We would salivate if Kyle Pitts got 10 targets a game. 
Bro, four points, like I said, I'd say that's a win, bro, in terms of like... For a bold prediction, too. Yeah, for a bold prediction, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's a win in my Pretty damn close, bro. Yeah, so... So close, dude. But yeah, to your point, again, with Bijan, imagine if that guy gets 15, 20 touches a game, plus another five, six targets out of the backfield. Fuck me, bro. That guy's going to be a monster. Yep. And our last, what we got wrong... I'll take this one. Frank's boy, dude. <laughs> oh, God. Michael I didn't see this guy. Thomas, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the annual I'm oh always wrong. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is the perfect one to end on. Yeah, right? it is, dude. Here we are one year later, and Michael Thomas still hadn't done shit. <laughs> <laughs> How many years is this now, bro, that Three you've expected Michael Thomas got to do hurt, something? Dude, I actually lost a bet against uh, producer Dave this year that um, Michael Thomas – and David Montgomery, whoever scored the most points. Oh, shit, dude. So I got to take that guy out to dinner. But, hey, man, I love me some Michael Thomas, but I think this is the year. It's time to let him go. <laughs> I don't think you're ever going to let that guy go. <laughs> how many weeks did you get, dude? Michael Thomas? Uh, dude, dude, actually, for the first better part of like maybe six weeks, he was like a five for 50 guy. He didn't look terrible, but then he you know, did what Michael Thomas did and got hurt and ended the season. Dude, he might have been the biggest flash in the pan. Ever. Ever. Yeah. What happened to him, dude? Drew Brees retired. That's what happened, dude. Injury. Yes. Great dude, point. That's what happened. <laughs> Drew Brees <laughs> retired. Yeah, great point. So, Famous Jameis ain't doing it down there, dude. Nah. Nah, he's not. But he's a hell of a follow, bro. That Damn, boys. This was, a, this was a long one today. Yeah. That's well, okay. Yeah. Yeah, we're wrapping up, having it's, a good it's, time. It's going to be the last one for... A little while. We're going to take a bit of a hiatus. Yep. Yeah, like two and months then, till yeah, draft season. I'd say we'll probably pick back up in like end of February, early yeah, March. Or so, something like that. When we months. start diving into, I mean, it's the off season. So this is when we're going to be more dynasty focused. And we'll hitch our, our next episode will very likely be some of our rookie breakdowns. Where we're going to dive into this next rookie class. Season's over. Or sorry, not rookie class. More of the draft class. Right. Per se. So. Real quick, should we do a quick roundtable of must drafts next year? One player. One player. I, I one player. One, I must draft. One player. Uh, sure. It's. I mean, that's too easy. I was gonna say Brees Hall. Yeah. Let's get I something a little more. Okay. Deeper. Give me ten seconds. Do you have someone in mind? I don't, but I probably will in ten seconds. So I'll give you ten seconds. Must okay. draft on the clock. Mm. Fuck, dude. So I don't have a player. I have. Anybody catching the ball in Houston? I like that, dude. That's solid. Tank Dell, if he's healthy. Nico Collins. Dalton Schultz. Must okay. Solid. Okay. High-powered up-and-coming rookie. He's going to want to throw that ball. They don't have any run game there. Yep. I like that. Mine's coming from this game. I'll just go ahead and say it. Jalen Reed. Jalen Reed. Go get Good yourself one. some Jalen Reed, bro. That guy's going to take the next step next year. I mean, obviously, J-Love likes to spread the ball around, but it's clear he has an affinity for Jalen Reed. He does. So go get him, dude. D? I'm going to be a little bit bolder here. Okay. And I'm going to say Jackson Smith and Jigba. Oh, I like that, dude. I like that a lot. He bro. came yeah. on near the end of the year. Yeah, he I did. Don't, I, and I'm saying this because I don't know the contract status or the quarterback status or the, head co- or the head coach status of the Seattle Seahawks. But he flashed enough to me like, okay, yeah, he is the guy that I thought he could be in college. I think so, too. I think he slowly... Maybe next in the beginning half of the season because Lockett's still there, right? Next year. Yep. He feels yeah. he's going to be there for the he's next two years. Very Keenan Allen esque to me, dude. I, it's, well, it, if we're going to stay with this receiver class, Jordan Addison, bro. 
Jordan Addison's nice too, man. Jordan Addison is also very nice. You think he takes over Hawks production Ooh. and Hawk like digresses? No, or? dude, because that offense really relies on the tight end position for those intermediate routes. I think you're right, dude. So. I think Hawk's still probably a top. He finishes tight end one, I think, this year. He did. Fuck, bro. Uh, Laporta. Ooh, Laporta has like tight end one? Laporta finished oh, tight end Laporta one. did because Hawk got What about hurry? McBride, bros? Tight end three? Oh, I do McBride. like McBride. Let's McBride, go, baby. Dude. All right, we're going off a tangent here. Let's wrap it up. All right. Well, that was fun. We'll see you guys. What? Season two. A couple months. A couple months. For season two of ATC. Season yes, one sir. in the books, baby. Later. Later. Late.